you know, recovering. Yeah. Oh man. I actually, I actually just got done playing softball. Okay, so you're not listening to uh, anything your doctor said by staying off your your knee. That is correct. Correct. Uh, Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a, another season of the Dodgeball Podcast. And um, yeah, season six, kicking it off with uh, Dylan. Dylan, how you doing, man? Good, man. It's good to, good to hear your voice again. Oh, Glad I, to have you back. I appreciate that. It got me off guard. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been a slow, um, slow process. I know I kind of did like a little bit of a teaser with Sergio um, last month for the uh, West um, does it count as round one? Like the the eight point five no sting um, event in Tempe for Premier, and uh, yeah, it, the whole thing has just been I've just been slowly trying to get back into things. But um, I'm, I'm glad uh, we did that episode. There, there's there's some things I definitely wanted to like kind of uh, clarify, and uh, you know, I guess I can just start, and then we'll we'll catch up with you. That way, I can just get this off the just you know deal with the elephant in the room. Sure. Um, so obviously, you know, I've been out of the picture for, for quite some time and, um, I don't know if I just like missed this or, or if this, if it's, maybe you can correct me on this, but it just seems, um, well, obviously things are very different. You know, you had COVID, you had 2021 kind of canceled as well. And then, you know, a lot of the teams I was expecting to see weren't there. Like, um, crisis wasn't there. Rise wasn't there. Um, there's just a ton of teams that kind of just, um, I guess went away or, or consolidated. I mean, that was the opinion or the, that, that was the realization I had, but, um, were you, were you tracking that before, you know, April? Like what's the scene been like for you? Um, well, obviously, I mean, heat's kind of like retired, semi-retired, but, uh, crisis. I mean, I think they kind of formed into like panch and, uh, just added maybe like Eric Jones. And I think they lost like Ryan Morris. So they've just kind of like morphed you could say yeah. into their like pinch team. Um, but yeah, I know uh, rise is pretty much done for except Tim went to go play on anarchy. Right. So there's kind of some shifting around after, I mean, two years of not playing, I guess. Yeah. I, it's, it's kind of weird, man. It, it feels like I've made the jokes like, Oh, the Thanos snap or the blip, right. From, from Avengers. And <laughs> For me, especially being you know gone pretty much all of 2021, uh, you know it's just it's like dang, where, where, where did everybody go? And I'm curious what um, I guess round two is going to look like in in Santa Monica. If we'll see some of these familiar faces back, and maybe people are just slowly get, getting back into it, or they just um, they just kind of moved on. And um, I definitely wanted to you know pick your brain a little bit um, and talk about the. Team USA and the Combine, but um, do you mind if I ask like what what went on with Heat since you're since you can kind of speak to it if you're cool with it? Well, yeah, I mean some of the guys they they would definitely play again if they were asked. Um, but I mean, I know Asidro because he lives 15, 20 minutes away. He's just kind of done. I mean, we found we found the game of golf during oh, no. COVID, so we were doing that for a little while. Uh, Griffin's kind of just on the wait list too. I mean, he's going to play with me and Cedro play. Um, I know Connor and Vince, they hopped on like thieves, uh, right. for a little bit. So they're kind of doing their own thing. And Frank and Tyler, I mean, they've come out here to Arizona, to golf. So we're kind of like a semi retired team. Um, and who knows, maybe once I'm, once I'm healed again, we can come back. But, uh, for the most part, I think everybody's just kind of enjoying their, their time away and finding their new hobbies. Yeah. That's kind of why I had that. Oh no reaction. It's like, ah, that's a bummer to lose. It's always a bummer to lose players, um, from dodgeball, but, um, you know, if life happened and, and they, they found something else, then, then cool, you know, all, all the, all the power to them, but hopefully we'll see them come back. I mean, me personally, I think you guys are still very young, have a lot to offer. If, if the, the desires there, um, I mean, I remember Heat was a nasty team. I mean, you guys, you guys did it all. Um, but um, let's let's talk about you real quick. So you uh, you tore an ACL, right? Is that what happened to you? 
Yeah, I uh, tore my ACL playing softball uh, back in December of last year uh, in the championship game, so it made, made it even tougher. But uh, I was playing with Randy, so Randy was aware and saw the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, I tore it, went to the hospital, and luckily it was only just the ACL, but I did tear, like, part of my tissue by my tibia and broke off a piece of that. So it was a little more extensive. Uh, the bad part was the MRI right away said, like, could be a torn MCL, could be a torn PCL on top of the ACL. So luckily it was just two things instead of, like, the whole, like, Everything. kitchen sink. But, uh, yeah, I was still out for non-weight-bearing for six weeks, and I probably won't play dodgeball the rest of this year. So I, mean, I, ha- I have uh, been playing some softball here and there if I can play catcher and can hit a little bit, but for the most part, I'm just kind of waiting it out. As you should. I mean, I know I made the comment you, you don't want to end up like uh, some people I know who played in a freaking like like leg boot and potentially made their, their knees worse. So you're doing the right thing, man. But um, that's rough. But uh, I guess to not kind of stay too much on, on heat or just, um, you know, the, the, the pre-cap that Sergio and I did in the past, I mean, I will hopefully now that I'm set up and established, you know, you'll, you'll see more pre-caps, recaps, and, and interviewing people and just get a better idea of, of what's going on in the dodgeball community. And then um, – what better way to start than to just jump right in? So first off, really appreciate you, you know, reaching out and, and wanting to, to kind of talk about it. But um, let's go ahead and start going into to Team USA. So, um, I mean, is it is it fair to say like Isidro's out of the picture? Like, I'm, I'm, I don't, is he just completely done for now, or like who else is aside from him? Or, or will will be missing? Uh, well, as far as on Team USA, like who's, who'd be returning? Yeah, because Eric Stone's retired, I think. I mean, guy's out climbing pretty much every mountain I could see. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Stone, he retired like at the perfect time because we went into COVID and he was still out there doing his yeah. uh, rock climbing. Didn't so impact him at all. He, uh, he knew something nobody else did, so <laughs> uh, he, he, he did it right. But no, I know Stone's out. Um Cedro is not playing this year. He might. Uh, we've talked about just like once I'm once I'm good, we can come back for a tournament here and there. I know he he's not on Facebook anymore, so some people hit me up just to to see if he's if he's interested. Gotcha. Uh, but so far, he's just enjoying his uh, semi retirement. Um, Derek Johnson. Yeah, Cedro. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Derek. I mean, he's come out. He's playing pickleball now, so I think he's just like a a one-off tournament kind of guy this, this year and next year. Gotcha. So, but the rest of them, I mean, uh, I talked to Nate. Nate's kind of uh, put the brakes on playing this year. Um, Drew Jovinko, I saw him the other week. He's just traveling the country with, uh, with his girlfriend, Emily. So he's out. And I think McGee's out. I, I think he, I don't know what his thing was. He had talked about it after Cancun, but I think he was mostly like with work and just having that busy schedule and not, uh, not being able to commit. But I have seen him at some of the tournaments uh, wow. on the live stream, so I, I don't I don't really know his full reasoning as why well. he's not playing this year. Gotcha. I mean, he was he was with Anarchy and they took um, they took first in eight point five, so um, they looked good. Um, he looked fine. I didn't recognize him at first because he had a he had a beard on. He actually looked a little bit older, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess with some of these players not returning, I mean, they would all have to try try out anyway. But um, it's going to give chan- um, opportunities for new players to step up. And curious what that's going to look like. Um, obviously, you know, we're recording this. It's Monday, um, May May ninth, and the combine just took place uh, last weekend um, in Colorado. Um, did you catch that? Did you catch any of the the streams when they were available? Yeah, uh, I mean, it was kind of tough because my whole thing was kind of just paying attention to the foam. Uh, it's my, I want to say my expertise for watching out for players and my favorite ball type. But it was, this, that stream was kind of rough to watch on the, the first day. There wasn't, it was kind of in and out most of the time. Right. But I did catch a lot of like the scrimmages for the cloth division. So that was kind of interesting. 
Um, but they weren't really using the cloth rules. I think uh, Foley was on the live stream chat and he was like, are you guys not doing burden? So it was kind of weird to see how they're not necessarily using the cloth rules like for worlds in a combine setting. Do you think that might have been to just get people familiar with, with cloth? Because, I mean, I've only seen that one tournament in um, in Vegas. Like This is why I kind of like... I'm hesitant to call the Tempe West round one round one because you had the Vegas cloth tournament um, and foam. Um, do you think maybe they're just trying to like kind of see still who's got the, I guess like the aptitude for cloth or. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's in my opinion for, for cloth because it's so new to the U S that uh, picking a team in this short period of time, you, you're almost just going to go with more of the vets. Uh, right. Unless you're like, have this big arm and cloth and can throw it really well and catch it really well. I feel like the safer route is to lean on the veteran players uh, for that kind of team. So it, it's interesting to see. And I, I did watch some and there were some, some surprise people that the last time I played that weren't that big of a threat on the court and they were, they were doing really well in cloth. So, um, it's, I think, it, I think it gave up that opportunity to prove yourself in another ball type. Cause it, it's, everyone's pretty much starting from scratch, uh, starting from scratch. So, um, I think if you even look at the list, I, it almost looks like there's more players trying out for cloth than there were foam. Uh, just maybe it's about the same, but it might, yeah, I, I just think it gives you a new, whole new opportunity. If you haven't been making USA in the past, then you have this new opportunity to get into a new ball type and get ahead of the curve. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting watching um, cloth. The only experience I've had with that was uh, playing Vavi, which was like this. I don't know if they still do it in San Diego, but it was like um, man, it was either like eight on eight, ten on ten, or fourteen on fourteen. It was just like massive leagues, and they played with. Um, I'm not going to get too crazy into the into the the rabbit hole here, but they they use a very similar ball, um, like cloth ball. So I know it definitely changes like the dynamics of the game way more than foam or no sting would. Um, have you have you had a chance to play cloth before the injury? Yeah, I mean, uh, funny thing is, me like me and Randy, we would play. Uh, that's where we started. We played trampoline cloth, mm. and. It, it is different because I remember switching to like 8.5 after that uh, and then trying to go back. There was like, uh, it's almost like this muscle uh, right in your forearm that kind of forms uh, and gets stronger just from gripping the cloth just because it's like, it's almost a full like hand, like palm open grip where you can't like squeeze like a 8.5. So it's, it's like this different muscle in your arm that it starts uh, strengthening and once you get used to that, I feel like you can throw it pretty well. And it took us a little while to get used to it because, I mean, we were playing when it was like we were like 17, 18. Um, so there was definitely like a learning curve to it. But once you get it, I mean, it's not that bad. I still call it like a pillow fight. But So maybe you kind of understand how I was looking at foam back in the day when we were transitioning from 8.5 to foam. I know, yeah. I was I was getting you into it when I, when I was like, 2021 20, coming into the dodgeball scene and, and met you i i would always talk to you about uh some foam and, and uh what do you mean always would uh, if i was like an old man sport you still do <laughs> <laughs> i know i just haven't seen you in person in a while oh yeah you're just saving it up for for the year i, I thought <laughs> who, who did i have to uh i think something came up where i admitted foam was decent and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you just pop up on Facebook with a heart. I'm like, oh man, of course he saw. Dang it! Like, yeah, I think I think it was in, in a podcast, and you mentioned something. I, I just happened to be listening, and yeah. you, you said, "Oh, I hope this, Dylan doesn't listen to this," and I sent it to you like right away. It's like the one you were just like tuned into, and it was probably live streamed too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's funny, man, because um, I, you'd be proud. Um, I've been going back and forth between um, Phoenix and, and Tucson since I've come back and um, we're slowly starting to try to get Tucson dodgeball going again and um, we're using foam and I was advocating for foam like staunchly saying guys this is the way like this is the only way we're gonna (laughs) 
but this is the only way we're going to recruit people and you know get get new players to play and not get freaked out and um yeah just just the irony man like going to tucson where all i knew was 8.5 and telling some of these these ogs man like people that um, i haven't seen in like 10 12 years hey the world plays foam now like just accept it um it's just <laughs> so ironic man being, being the one like it's like a it's like a generational it. gap it literally yeah, is dude. No, like, this is the new thing yeah this is what's growing the sport yeah this one guy um nate hammer i don't think he ever made it up to phoenix um i mean people might might know the name um if they've known me for a long time i was just trying to explain how much dodgeball has changed <laughs> like Oh man, I'm just opening up Tucson to all, all kinds of ridicule right now. But like, I'm just explaining to these guys, like, this is, this is the way Dodgeball has evolved in the last seven years. Like, where have y'all been? And, um, this is crazy because, because, you know, when, when Tucson, when I left, Tucson kind of dried up and people found, you know, other stuff to do, but something about Dodgeball kind of kept, kept us all in contact and just explaining, yeah, there's, there's a team USA, they play foam, they're doing cloth. There's an actual combine going on this weekend. Um, it's crazy like how we're able to see how how far things have have developed and progressed but um yeah dude i play foam now it's it's happened so it's a long I'm way glad of, you converted yep let's not spend too much time on that but uh <laughs> so let's go back to let's go let's, let's do cloth first and foam and you know if, if people are listening they feel like you know snubbed or um definitely not the intent um i also kind of put out a little post of for and this is just just goes in general um, as the season continues. If people want to, you know, chime in or or you know, guest host or or be part of the panel to talk about stuff and and shed some light on, you know, overlooked players or regions, please by all means do so. So you know, take this with a with a grain of salt. But let's look at the cloth um, team, I guess, because I think you said offline you started kind of putting together like your own little roster, like how you saw this this panning out. Yeah, um, well, because I kind of knew just talking to you uh, and we talked about doing predictions. Um, it's easy for me to predict this year just because I've played against a bunch of them uh, pre-COVID and uh, had this idea in my head of who was going to make it, whether it was going to be in 2020 or 2021. And so if there's anyone listening that got snubbed, like I'm sure like there's going to be, I'm sure the rosters are going to be so big this year that you will probably make the list. I'm just going with off, I, uh, off of what I know and what I saw on the stream. Um, so if you've done more than that and proved me wrong, more power to you. Uh, well, let's start off. I've got a couple guys that are kind of the staple to the team just because you need that like veteran presence there. Uh, so it's got to be started with Vince, uh, Glenn, and Pyan. I mean, those three, I mean, been to Worlds, uh, on the stream, they they handle the cloth ball well. I talked to them about it before that they might not do foam and would be completely fine doing cloth. So I think you need that on uh, on the cloth team to even get it going. Yeah. Um, and then next uh, next two on Anarchy are uh, Billy and Brandon Kelly. Brandon is looking good. He's lost. I know he's lost a lot of weight. Um, yeah, he has. And he's he's looking fit. He's looking mean. Um, so you get him and Billy on there, and uh, Brandon with the catches. Billy's got a strong arm. He is kind of a big target, but I think I think you need his arm there just to whether it's to relieve the team of uh, throwing or uh, give pe- other people's arm a rest. Like he's got he's still got a cannon. Um, another good pick I had was uh, Brett Baxter. He's just. I mean, he's another dodgeball OG, and I think he, he's got this, like, calmness to him on the court when I play with him here in Arizona, and he just knows the game. He's, like, super smart about it, so I think I think that's what you need a lot of this year, especially with most of the foam guys not coming back from USA, that you need that, like, uh, veteran, in a sense, into the game. He brings a, he definitely brings, like, a feeling of, like, intelligence, um, Pretty much anything he he's he's a part of, and I'm trying not to inflate his ego on the off chance he's listening. But um, yeah, I, I, you can definitely see, even like with Crisis or Hex, I think was what they were, or they were definitely the Stromboli team. 
that I was kind of trying to figure out, wrap my head around. Um, that that's already shaped up to be a pretty interesting combination. But you know, Brett bringing in intellect to the game. Not that the previous players you mentioned aren't like that at all, but um, I, I definitely agree with you with that one. Yeah, he's he's definitely a. I think he can be an X factor and uh, almost like he can almost probably just be the captain on that team because uh, I think everyone there respects him and knows him. So uh, that's my that's my pick. Um, but to keep going down the list, I've got Quan. Uh, I think he's the East Coast guy. I was watching him on the stream. He's got like a nasty fastball for a cloth. Uh, he was getting some big players out, so he's got a he's got a strong arm. This is uh... Uh, if he works on the if he works on the pump fakes a little bit more, I think he'd be like just as lethal. But I know cloth for one is is a huge. Uh, it's tough to pump for that one. This is uh, Jaquan Moore. Yeah, I think so. I don't know his full okay. name. I just. His back of the jersey says Quan, and everyone calls him Quan, so oh, I don't I'm, actually know his full name. I'm checking the roster, and I don't see anything other than Jaquan, so I'm pretty sure that's him or Jaquan. But he's, I know he's come up a lot when um, Justin would talk about him, Justin about ba- uh, Bosch, um, when he would do his, like, covering, like, the East Coast. So it's kind of cool seeing him starting to make his way over here, so. Yeah, I remember him coming up with, the, especially in the no-sting, Cohen no-sting, I think he, he was, I think he wrecked me at, Cohen Nosting in Nationals uh, when it was in Austin. Hmm. But yeah, he's he's gotten a lot better and I'm sure he's been working on his game since then. Nice. Uh, another big pick is uh, Chris DeJesus. Uh, I guess he wasn't playing out, playing foam this year uh, or doing the tryouts for foam. But uh, I think he's a good pick to have on the, on the cloth team. I think he's worked his way back into the game to um, raise his uh, level of competition. Have you, so have you seen him recently? Doing, I haven't seen him. I just I saw him on the live stream and heard good things from other people about him at the at the combine. So yeah, he's, he's he goes by Clutch Chris. He's he's thinned out too. He's uh, I did double take when I saw him. It was like wow, nice. he's, someone's been clearly working out during COVID and the off season. So if he's getting faster, yeah. then great. Yeah, I mean for both. So I mean I'm sure. If, cloth too but for foam and uh cloth when you go to worlds it's, it's the whole marathon so you have to like be in shape you can't just like slug around the court uh because you're going to be burned out by day two or day three so i'm glad a, a bunch of these guys are getting into shape for uh for worlds if they make it on the team definitely um that was kind of the staple i had for that like those uh was it about nine guys uh, we're kind of, I, th- I think they're kind of lock-ins for, for that team. Um, I mean, I, th- I would assume they maybe have like a roster, maybe like 15 people. Cause I think they're in a pull those people into the co-ed scene too. So I think it's a solid start. I've got a couple maybe surprise picks, uh, that I picked. I got two guys that might surprise some people if they, they were picked on there. Uh, one of them was, uh, Joey Kramer. He's one of the guys I like. Normally, you don't. He's not a huge presence on the court, but he was just looking squirrely. I think Vince posted a one of the highlights from the games. He was just a catching machine at hmm. at the combine. So he's got a decent throw. I think he, he's kind of like me, where he just keeps it low. You don't have a lot of gas behind it, but um, it's enough to get people out and get those toe tappers in. So he could be a surprise pick that I, I saw, and especially for co-ed. Um, and then another guy we know uh, here in Arizona is uh, Cam Parkey. Uh, I know he's been doing the foam too, so I didn't get to see him play as much uh, on the foam side at the combine, but he was looking good in cloth. So hopefully it's uh, another addition to that team. Yeah, Cam's definitely, I mean, I don't even know if the term rising star is fair. I think people have already kind of picked up on that. It's, it's going to be, if he, if he just keeps doing what he's doing, uh, he's definitely going to be, be up there with, with the rest. Um, it's gotten really good, very nimble. And, um, I, it looks like he's hungry. So that's, it's going to say a lot about him in the future. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's funny. Cause I, I try to give these AZ guys some advice, uh, going out there. Cause it's, I mean, it was cam, uh, Kendall and gauge that were new to going out there. And sometimes they'll ask me for some, t- some tips. Sometimes I just give them unsolicited advice, but, uh, <laughs> No, I want to see them do well and, you know, I mean, playing and practicing together for most of COVID. 
you want to see them do well and almost think of them as taking them under your wing to, to do well. But uh, I always tell them it, it's tough to, to get recognized if you're not just like this big on big presence on the court. And I know they asked me a lot to, to come play on heat. And unfortunately we had like nine people every, every round, whether it was on the men's team or co-ed. So it was tough to turn them away, but it's, it's, and I'm glad they're they're like slowly like getting onto like Arsenal and some other more established teams because if you're just playing on a pickup team all the time, it's tough to advance through the tournament to get more eyes on you while you're playing. And if you're the number one target on the team, which they seem to have been on their pickup teams, it's tough for you to stay in a lot if you got two or three balls coming at you all the time. So hopefully they did well at the combine. I didn't get to see a lot of their foam their foam game, but I know they've been working on it a lot over COVID. Well, the good thing is if they, they stick with it, then, you know, they'll get noticed. I mean, Kendall, a lot of people just lost weight, man. I feel like that's my comment for everybody mentioned, um, except for Cam, he's always like in shape, but, uh, Kendall freaking chiseled out substantially. It looked like when I first saw him again, double take. Um, so if they keep putting the work in, uh, it's only a matter of time before they get recognized and, and you start seeing them, you know, with a roster that I guess is not to, not to diss on anybody, but you know, they'll be on an established team, like you said. Yeah, it's 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 different. I mean, it's they they asked me a lot to to play on Heat or get on some like pickup teams, and unfortunately in Dodgeball, there's like I feel like because we're not getting paid and stuff for this, you just putting all these super teams together at, at one point to compete that you kind of get left behind if you're on, if you don't have other good players to play with. So hopefully at this combine, I mean, more people got invited and there's more spots this year. So hopefully everybody gets more experience going forward. Yep. Comes back uh, hungry. If they don't get it, go for it next year. Yep. Um, Well, that wrapped up my cloth one, but uh, I don't know if you want to move on to foam. I do, but I just wanted to kind of point out uh, just because it's an OG name, uh, Joshua Kaddish. Uh, or Kaddish. Oh, did I not say him? I, I don't think so, but uh, the oh. dude from Gridlock, man, I've known that guy for years. It's good to see that he's actually still playing and getting after it. So, did oh, you, yeah. Did you see anything Sorry, from he's, him? he's on my list, and I must have skipped him when I said Chris. But, uh, no, Josh, I watched him on the stream, and he was he was holding it down in the corner. He's getting a lot of catches. He's throwing really well. Nice. Um, I know he's been super squirrely, and you play with him on Gridlock, but, no, he is – I think he was – a a nice surprise, but I've always known him to be like a solid player, but I think cloth is his kind of his forte right now. That's awesome. Yeah. We're going to get to see, uh, I think some people are going to surprise us, but like, Oh man, like clearly we know who's practicing cloth and who's, uh, who's got a, a upper hand playing, but, um, yeah, that's why it's tough. Uh, with that limited stream there, I, I watched as much as I could, but so if anyone got left off this list, then don't, I probably, I might have just missed you from not seeing the stream. I'll, I'll post your mailing address so they can write you some hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> My PO box. Yep. Well, cool. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move into foam. Um, I mean, I'm trying to look at different names, familiar faces too. Uh, who do you have for foam? So, so foam. I. It's funny because I've from being at Worlds. Uh, three times now. I almost uh, want to pick a team and build a team that's going to beat Malaysia. Uh, if you, I feel like if you can beat Malaysia, you can beat anybody there. So you trying to go for like a lean, uh, a lean team, strong arms that's going to move and pump, pump fake. Yeah. So um, I got the same guys that were on USA before with Ketchum. Hashimoto, Jeff Giovinko, and Stidham. Uh, I think that gives a, a good base and uh, some good starters in there, especially with all their experience that they've they've had and learned. Um, another big one that's hopefully he's maybe not coaching and he'll play this year is Lucas, because uh, I mean Fortune took the foam round in in uh was it fdc and lucas was looking really good on the stream uh i know he's been working on his throws uh he's squirrely leads 
I mean, he's led Fortune for I don't know how many two years now since uh, was it 2020 or no no 2018 2019 2018 19. Yeah. I mean, he left Rain Bros to go start Fortune, and now they're out here winning big tournaments. So he's really like put that team together and led them to success. So I've got Lucas and hope, and if he's on the team, he'll probably be the captain. Uh, our two shaggers who I have next, uh, Levine and Xander, they shagged first in Cancun. Uh, I think they got a, I think it's a smart move to, to come shag because then you get to see the whole camaraderie, uh, be a part of the game when you're there, even though you're just shagging. Uh, I think it gives, and it gives you that extra boost to make the team the, the following year. So, uh, those are two good picks for me. Uh, next is, uh, Nico, uh, Nico Nadal from, I don't even know who he plays for now. I think he's, uh, oh, from Task Force. Yeah, Task Force. Yeah, he, he was actually one, I, he might have been the only person that won both the West and East foam events. Because so he ended up going to both and was on the winning team for both. So that's got to say something. And I I played with him. Uh, he was on the team when we went to Toronto for Worlds, and he was a great team player. He's got a nasty like two seam throw that kind of just dips down almost like a sinker uh, to the feet. So I think he's a good uh, good pickup. Uh, next is my boy Bizzle. I, I, I'm not sure how he didn't make the team's other years, but he is, uh, he's solid. And I've played with him in Canada, um, some hybrid Boosh events. Uh, so he's, uh, I think he's a lock. That, uh, and, oh, go ahead. Did you see his comment about somebody saying that he looked like he was in his lower 30s and that made his day? Yeah, I mean, you know, so the funny thing is, I think I've known that, that he was a little older just because we talked with him in Stone. But, no, the guy, I mean, he doesn't look like he's over 30 at all. How, how old is Bizzle? Do you know? I th- I don't know. I wanted to say he's like 36. Huh. But, no, when I, I mean, when I first met him, I thought he was around my age, and I'm 27. That's right. And then I think we talked yeah. about the age on our team, and then he brought it up, and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so, yeah, I thought he was lying. It kind of cracks me up, dude. Like all his, his like not retail horror stories, but just like <laughs> everything just ends up with I have no time for this motherfuckery today, dude. Like, I love that. It was cracking me up in yeah. He's in Kuwait. I mean, he's I know he, every time I watch, I read his post, it's, it's always something funny. And you might not believe what happens, but I'm sure in the retail industry, like I've also worked in it and. There's just some dumb people that you deal with every day. Oh yeah, no, it's retail's a great experience because it teaches you how to be less of a douchebag to other people. Like I worked at Target for three years, so I mean, I got my fair share of retail and call centers, and just if if I'm not a douchebag to people, a lot of that has to do with just seeing how you can come across when you don't get your your twenty percent discount or what have you. But um, oh yeah, I mean it, it can yeah. be worse. I mean I I, I also worked at Target. I worked at Home Depot. Dude, everyone through, worked uh, at Target. College. What was that? Everyone has worked at Target. Like everyone I know has had some kind of like campaign with Target. Like <laughs> it just gets everybody. Yeah, I, I was just a seasonal, but it was just my first. I think it was actually my first like real, somewhat real job. Yeah. Uh, besides like I don't know, like umpiring or mowing lawns or something. But no, I mean Target. I mean. Retail and in general, any retail store, you just you can see all the idiots that you deal with and appreciate not being a douchebag as much. Yep, I saw. I think it was like a, a Karen video, and then in the comments, somebody's like, "Somebody should make like there should be a, a rule where you know from the ages of eighteen to twenty one, you have to work at least one or two years in retail, and that'll change how we treat each other." And I I couldn't agree more. Yeah, should be a requirement. Yep. But uh, yeah, I hope uh, we see Biz on that team. Um, I always root for the guy. Um, who else you got? Yeah, I got uh, next. I got uh, Jake. Is it Hubbard? Hebert? Heber. 
Hebert. Hebert. Yeah, like a sorbet. Yeah. Hebert. Yeah, he's uh, he's been solid. I mean, he's on the Outsiders, and I think he's a great team player, good throw, knows when to go for the catch. Um, so hopefully he's on there this year. Uh, um, the next two I've got, I well, it was kind of weird. I, I thought I also had Keem on, on the list, and I guess, I mean, he recently had a, a baby, kid, didn't he? Yeah. so congrats to him. Yep, saw that. But I think he had to miss out on the combine because of it. I, I so would think so. I don't know, I don't know what the, the policy is on that, uh, but I think I've watched him. Uh, I watched him at the what is, the tournament, the thing that was in Seattle, uh, and he was doing really well. So hopefully he can sneak away like a, like a little pass. Like an exception to policy or something. Yeah, a little exception to get through there, because uh, I think he's he's solid. Um, and the next surprise pick would be, depending on how he played, would be Gage from Arizona. Huh. I think so. I was curious. I was trying to ask some people about how he did, and I was curious to see how he'd play because I think he's got all the tools to to make it on the team. Um, it kind of just comes down to decision making and uh, just knowing what to do uh, with the ball and not giving himself up too much. Like overextending so, himself. Yeah, um, yep. it's it's tough in Arizona. I mean, he's kind of in the same spot that me and Asidra were, where you've you've played enough open gyms to where it gets kind of boring. That you've played the same people and you know how to get everybody out. Uh, you kind of just mess around, um, but that's that's kind of when me and Isidro started traveling a lot. We would go to L.A. to play. We would go to Canada to play. Uh, we would even go to uh, Dallas for a tournament. So it's always about mixing up everything. And I know I've brought other people there too. Like you'll see Jeff Giovinco and uh, Matt Levine. We went up to Canada uh, in 2019. Uh, because I think Canada's got great competition for foam. If you want to ever get better at foam, you go to Canada because there's so much more better quality teams because they play it so often. And it's pretty much the only ball type they play. So I try to echo that to the younger generations. If they're, if they're able to travel for dodgeball, then head up to Canada or anywhere else to get some different competition. Yeah, expand your horizons a little bit, see what else is out there. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that that wrapped up my uh, foam team. Definitely curious. Uh, well, a, once they get announced, um, as you said, once they finish all the the Photoshop and cool pictures, we'll have to compare notes and, and see where we landed. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I would say we're probably seventy five percent accurate with this. I, I I think it's pretty close, especially. So let's just say they go to like maybe like fifteen per per ball type. Uh, as a roster, just because they'll pick some people off to go play co-ed. Right. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty close. I'll I'll save it on my phone, and then we can revisit. Yep. Now we'll definitely have to do a a recap to the announcements and eat crow or or Baskin how accurate the predictions were. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I don't follow uh, up. My other one too on on the phone actually was he wouldn't he didn't go to the combine either, but it was Connor. Connor Liu. Really? Yeah, so I, I didn't really find out why he didn't go, but I guess he wasn't there. Huh. He's he's actually one of the people you kind of want at Worlds just because he's he's tough to hit, and he's got like a nasty curveball, and not many other t- teams have seen like a throw like that. So it's always something, it's always nice to have a, a different hard throw on your team. Yeah, I mean, the guy's agile is... Dude, like he, um, you know, when you say like you're you're building this team, as if you're gonna, you know, put him against Malaysia immediately, you definitely want that kind of intensity and that that quickness that Connor has, because uh, I mean, you would know you played against Malaysia. I, I would imagine that's that was the hardest team you guys played against. That they they were, um, but they, I mean, they, you guys lost to them in 2018, 2019. It was getting kind of scary until. Um, you, you, I think, actually started kind of turning the momentum because you finally started hitting them. And it was all kind of 
I won't say it was downhill after that, but I mean, do, do you remember what that felt like? Like just trying to break through that, not that wall, but yeah, like, it, I mean that, that whole, so when we go there, you, I've always echoed, you want to, and, and McGee was with us too in the, in the huddles. I mean, you want to take, you want to be accurate first of all, because a big thing when you go to these combines is they always have that wall or something like that, where there's something for the ball to bounce back. So you don't get that many attempts when you're at worlds, when you're at worlds, you're getting called on once or twice every fourth or fifth row. And you want to be able to hit that person. And because Malaysia is so squirrely, you like your team chemistry and your communication has to be like on point. Yep. So when you go to, when you go to worlds and you're, you want to be fit, you want to be agile, uh, because when you play Malaysia, they're going to do all those things. They're all going to throw hard. They're all going to move well. So uh, it's kind of tough because, I mean, so stuff like we've had veteran players on there before. Like I know Stidham, uh, he is a big guy. He doesn't move as well as others, but he's always there cheering us on. And unfortunately, he he's like, even though I, I put him on this roster again, I don't know if he would start again at against Malaysia but he's always on the team and playing his role on other matchups because we have to play like 10 other countries and he's in there and he's like smoking people. But when it gets to Malaysia, he might struggle a little bit. So don't feel discouraged when you're there. And uh, if you're just this big person that can't move around as much, uh, but if you want to play against Malaysia and against those top teams, you have to be able to move around constantly. Yep. Well, it's like you said, there's it's not just Team Malaysia, and everyone's got a role to play um, in their various um, moments, and you know the the team dynamic changes with the country you guys are playing against. So. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it was tough. I mean, we, I mean, you think about it when we when we played Malaysia, we've got like twelve players who I would all have back uh, if if we could people weren't retiring or whatever. I would love to have them all back, but it's, it comes down to that same thing where, uh, we had practiced in, in the comp, like at our, uh, Dallas practice before worlds. Um, we did the young guys versus the old guys. And it was pretty much like the sub 30 year olds plus the sub plus 30 year olds. And the sub 30 year olds were actually the ones who ended up starting for the rest of the time against Malaysia. So that kind of gives you this idea that you got to be, you don't necessarily have to be young, but you have to be quick, agile enough to withstand the wrath that Malaysia is going to bring. Yeah. Cause I'm sure it's coming. I mean, they obviously won't pay back. You want to take that number one spot again. Exactly. And I know, and they're, they're probably just like watering, seeing that they get all these newbies, but, it can be done. I mean, especially with the people that uh, I picked on there. I mean, those are solid like veterans that can that can help guide the team to success. Awesome. Wanted to uh, just point out some names that I kind of recognize now. Um, as memories getting jogged, I remember hearing a lot about um, a Dakota Paulson. I think from the north. I know Rebecca Chappelle was talking about, or Chapel was talking about him a lot. Um, curious how Dylan Cruz is going to do. Uh, just randomly saw a post from him saying he just left it all out there this weekend and seemed like he got a lot of good kudos from people that were watching him. And then uh, I know you talked about him earlier, but Kendall definitely want to see how he did and looking forward to seeing whatever the outcome is, him continuing to, to push forward and, and try to get better along with Cam and even and even Gage. And um, I think who else would... Um, I kind of want to shout out Robbie Weber. Um, he's been, in my opinion, has been getting a lot better just over, over the last couple of years. Um, and he was somebody that Joe Fernandez kind of pointed out just saying, Hey, watch out for this guy. He's going to be a bit of a threat. So it's kind of cool seeing him, um, getting a look at. And then I think that was it. I'm glad you brought up Connor. Cause I was, I was curious about that one. And then, um, I heard, uh, I heard that Brian Baker, he's on the East coast. Right. I think I heard he had like the, like the hardest, one of the hardest throws for foam. Really? So, 
man. Yeah, maybe we'll see uh, if that's something that they use, if he's worked on his game or something. Um, I didn't really know who he was. He was there in 2019. Uh, I didn't really know who he was and didn't see much of his game. So I'm curious if he if he worked on it a lot to to make it this year. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I want to go back real quick to, to Jake Heber because I interviewed him and Kyle Warren um, towards the end of uh, 2020. It's really funny because we were, you know, I me. Mean, I got on my soapbox about you know how upset that people didn't want to just get better at 8.5 and um, it's freaking perfect. Somehow we get to the subject of cloth and. Um, I'm just saying, oh yeah, that's of course for there's another ball that's like impossible to throw, it's impossible to grip, it's just ridiculous. And then I don't know if it was Jake or Kyle who's like, Well, why don't you just get better, Steve? And I'm like, <laughs> You son he <laughs> got me. And ever since then I've been pretty pretty humbled because uh yeah, that was that was a good point to just get a dish back like that. But um Have you been playing the cloth out here? Uh no. I'm I'll I'll make myself out there at some point. Um, I, kinda, I don't like I kind of said mentioned earlier. I'm I'm coming back and forth between Phoenix and Tucson. So Tucson on the weekends, Phoenix um, Monday through Friday ish for the for the time being. But I definitely want to just because it's a chance to try to you know acclimate to something else and it's it's dodgeball. So um, I will I will taste cloth eventually, and then just accept that whatever it's different now, different world. So. So I kind of want to keep this one, uh, being that it's kind of like a pre-cap slash, um, not really a full-on long-form interview, kind of keep it within an hour. What uh, what I wanted to do, and I'm glad you mentioned this earlier with Joey Kramer, is uh, Vince had a really cool like shout-out thread for the U.S. Combine. I just wanted to kind of read through some of the comments real quick and um, just kind of kind of help us like maybe acknowledge somebody that we didn't really uh, chat about. So. Um, Definitely shout it out. Um, well, Bizzle says, thank you to all that attended. Had a great time meeting new friends and reconnecting with old ones. Um, and it looks like he had like this weird cryptic message with uh, Ty Frazier. But um, that's what I miss seeing, man. Just like, and I'm happy to see people posting like great time, reconnecting. It's good to see that, you know, nature's healing. You know what I mean? Like dodgeball's happening again. Um See Demonte Cleveland, shout out to everyone I got to play with and against. Um, everyone who set up everything for the combine this year, and um, I guess Brenda Kramer led some stretching Sunday morning, which is much needed. So that's really awesome of her uh, to do that. Um, going to, you know, what you mentioned with Joey Kramer. Um, looks like Vince gave him a lot of praise, as well as Brendan Tickner, and then uh, Josh as well, and Chris and. Um, Let's see what kind of really cool photos uh, Kenny from Cactus Dodgeball cooks up. Um, Whitney Pittman, thank you to all the ladies who are supportive and coached her um, and others. Let's see what else here. I almost want to like read them all verbatim. Looks like we had some help from Alpha Drew, awesome guy, or Wu, excuse me. Brett Cobble came out, Joe started running drills. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it's a good thread. Um, kudos on Vince for doing that, and you know, hopefully see more of that, less of the, the fighting that we had to endure for many, many threads. But um, I think what we'll do, man, is unless you got any final thoughts, we'll, we'll kind of slowly wrap it up. So what, uh, what do you want to leave us off with? Just uh, whatever the team they pick, I hope we all win gold. I mean, it's going to be a deep year, and whether you're on the foam team or the cloth team, I think uh, we have a good shot. Um, and again, if don't feel discouraged if you were left off of the if you're left off of our list, my list. Um, it's just based on what have, we've seen from before. Um, so I hope. Anyone who got left off proves me wrong. And uh, good luck to you all. And hopefully, I'll I'll stay in touch with uh, both teams and give some good advice. Awesome, cool man. Well, definitely appreciate you. Like I said, reaching out and, and being willing to hop on. And you know, that's that's the thing is this isn't um, 
this is open to anybody that wants to talk dodgeball. So, you know, to help us with these perspectives and um, other other names and teams and regions, uh, by all means, you know, um, I don't want to say step up because that sounds kind of like a jerk kind of thing to say, but um, the 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 mic's open. We'll just leave it at that. So, yeah, it, I mean, it was it's tough because I know a lot of the players they want to talk about it, but it's it's tough waiting for two weeks to to see who's going to be on, who's going to be off. And uh, so I want to just give some insight just because I, I feel like I'm in a position this year and thanks to my injury that I can drop some knowledge on it without getting the repercussions of any of the head people. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, definitely looking forward to talking with you more as the um, season progresses. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back in full swing after a couple of reps of, of these episodes, but um, cool, man. Well, I think what we'll do is we'll go ahead and end the, uh, the episode here. All right. So that wraps up uh, kind of like a real quick predictions episode. Um, and thank you so much, Dylan, for, for being willing to hop on and, and give your input. And also just for kind of offering to do this um, after the release of the kind of like check-in episode I had with Sergio um, really helps me kind of get back into the rhythm and flow of recording and scouting people and, and getting back in touch with the dodgeball community. Um, I've said this a few times already, uh, COVID and my deployments uh, really kind of just, well, I mean, life happened for everybody. Um, so it's, it's good that we're, we're slowly getting back into it. And um, with events such as The Thing and The Combine, and uh, we've got the next series of, of tournaments from Premier peeking around the corner. Um, We'll be back before we know it, and it's really exciting, and I, and I can't wait to, to be a part of it again. But um, kind of want to just reiterate, um, again, the, the mic is always open. If if people wanted to, at any point, uh, pitch a topic, pitch a an interview, a panel, any anything goes, as long as it's you know within good taste. Um, I'm always willing to have people hop on, especially because it helps um, bring more coverage and more awareness to, to the players out there that are often overlooked because of our western arizona bias and that's definitely something i've been trying to combat for you know the past several seasons and um i greatly greatly appreciate those of you that have stepped up to make this more than just an arizona thing so um so as i mentioned at the time of this recording it's monday may 9th so there's still plenty of time to see if there's any uh women players out there that would like to share their experience or maybe uh shed light on who they think would make team usa for both cloth and foam um, if you can do so, I would love to have the opportunity to actually get uh, more of a deep dive. Um, me and Dylan did talk about potentially doing it offline, but I just don't feel like we would do it as much justice um, as as opposed to being able to talk to people that were actually there and playing. So um, that all being said, I think we'll just wrap this episode up. So if you're tuning in, thank you so much for doing so. Welcome back. And um, let's have a great year of dodgeball 2022. Let's Let's go. Oh my god, I forgot how to sign off. Oh, have a good rest of your evening, a good rest of your week, a good weekend, and we'll see you next time. Um, the intent is to continue with the interviews and uh, do some precaps, recaps, just like the good old doy. Good old doys. Oh my god, dude. This. Oh, wow. Let's try again. Three. Two.